Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast, January the 8th. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me as we conclude the story from Luke chapter 7 of Jesus raising a widow's son in the little village of Nain. Now, when I went into this story, I really didn't intend to to make it last quite this long. We started it on Saturday. I only introduced it because we had other things to talk about yesterday. I kind of gave the details of the miracle about his him raising the widow's son, but I've hinted for a couple of days at something I want to really land on today, and that is that what Jesus does in raising the widow's son from the dead and raising Lazarus from the dead, raising Jairus's daughter from the dead, the three confirmed the three the raising of the dead miracles that we know of in the gospels, and there may have been more. In those three, we often call it resurrection. We'll say Lazarus resurrected or Jesus resurrected Jairus' daughter. There was a resurrection. But when we say that in Christian terms, and what I mean by that is when we say Jesus resurrected from the dead or um, Jesus will come again uh, and that there will be a resurrection of the body, like the creed says, there'll be resurrection of the body in the life everlasting. We're not talking about the same thing. What Jesus does with this boy at Nain is he resuscitates a corpse. He puts life back into the same body that had died. So he restarts the heart. He brings breath back into the lungs. The blood begins to flow again. He does not create a new man. When we talk about resurrection, we are not talking about the resuscitation of a corpse. When when I resurrect into the fullness of my resurrection, it is not a remodeled version of this Paul White. Like, this comes out, but better. No. No. Paul talks about resurrection as an entirely different form of living in 1 Corinthians 15. And that's our best, really our deepest and best theology of resurrection is 1 Corinthians 15. And in it, Paul contrasts the life of the terrestrial and the life of the celestial. The terrestrial, of course, being terra firma, earth, dirt, man brought out of the ground. The, the natural man, the, the mortal man, that which you and I are experiencing every day. And that man will die from the dust he came and to the dust he returns. I, I heard a New Covenant preacher here while back taking that to task and saying, I hate it when I go to a funeral and they say, from dust we came and to dust we return. And, they, and he said, we don't... Re- that, that doesn't apply to us. We're New Covenant people. We don't just return to the dust. We return to heaven. We come up out of the dust. I think, with all respect, that the gentleman is missing the point of the resurrected body. Yes, this thing, this dust returns to dust because God isn't raising this thing again. He's creating a new man. Resurrection is a new man. Jairus' 12-year-old daughter starts breathing again. Her heart starts beating again. She comes back to life. That's the way to say it. She comes back to life. The widow's son at Nain comes back to life. Lazarus comes back to life. Jesus is resurrected. He calls himself the resurrection. 
He asks Martha, do you believe your brother will live again? And she says, yes, in the resurrection. And Jesus says, well, I am the resurrection. And then he brings Lazarus back to life. What la- Because I, I, I don't, I'm trying to make a big deal of this without overstating it, but it's got to be stated starkly. Okay. Lazarus dies again. The widow's son at Nain dies again. Jairus' 12-year-old daughter probably grows into an old woman, we hope, but we know she dies again. They're not still here. If Lazarus and the widow's son at Nain and Jairus' daughter had experienced the resurrection, they'd still be here. But they are not still here. It's why a fundamental fact of the Christian faith is that we believe Christ is still alive. Why do we say he is alive? Because he resurrected. He stepped into a brand new type of body. A brand new man. And in stepping into that brand new man, he's the first fruits. This is Pauline language. The first fruits of many brethren. So all future resurrection breaks forth out of and from the resurrection of Jesus. So we, we call it the resurrection of Lazarus or the resurrection of this young man. But the truth is, is they're not resurrected in the way that we are anticipating a resurrection. Now, of course, there's scholarly debate and it abounds with with heavy references on both sides of the argument as to what the resurrected body looks like. You know, Paul's version of resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15 does not necessarily coincide with all of the details of the gospel, both the synoptic and the non-synoptic accounts of the resurrection of Christ. For instance, Paul says the kingdom is not inherited by flesh and bone, And yet, John goes to great pains to show a Jesus who has nail scars in his hands and his feet. You might say, well, what would Paul say about that? I I don't know. I don't think Paul would be, would, would, it's hard for me to say, and I'm not going to answer for him, but there seems to be a bit of an opposition there into what they think the resurrection body looks like. My theory, personally, on that is that John presents that version of resurrected Jesus as one who shows himself to his disciples in a way in which they can comprehend him. But that the resurrected body is not like the natural body. I mean, it walks through walls for Pete's sake in that it can be what it needs to be in that moment. In either case, we're dealing with someone breathing again, but we're dealing with a different thing than resurrection. Let's read on from 16 and 17 and finish this story. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. Tomorrow we'll meet with Jesus and the disciples of John the Baptist in a most remarkable story. See you then. God bless.